0: Talk Radio. How do you do to whoever hears this? This is Dr. Simon, and my show is called The Stories We Live By. And this is part two of uh, a show, a series I call uh, uh, The Cancerous Stories That We Sometimes Live By. And last week, uh, I tried to make clear that the current uh, rise of metastasizing, cancerous, killing stories that are uh, formulating and spinning off from various sects uh, in the uh, Muslim world, in, in the Islamic world, in the forms of jihad, al-Qaeda, uh, Boko Haram, um, ISIS, um, are part of universal patterns of behavior. Um, the, the idea that it's because uh, the, the, of Muslim, the Muslim religion, um, which certainly has something to do with it, but because of Muslims, ignores history. It ignores the fact that these cancerous ideas can take place in any society uh, and during the formation of um, the the especially in the middle ages um the characteristics of society are very sim worse very similar in many ways to the characteristics in the much of the muslim not all of but much of the Muslim world today and what I want to talk about today um are what happened to the ideas well let me just back up a second um we, we still have, in Western culture, cancerous ideas. Uh, we have to spend some time on the rise of Nazism and what, why uh, that happened, uh, because that was one of the m- ugliest and the worst of all the, uh, the, the cancerous ideas, the destructive ideas that have ever taken hold of a society. But they're, always, they're still with us, serial killers, Uh, Murderous gangs. Um, It's just that in Western society, things happened over the last four or five hundred years that create uh, an atmosphere that change the stories we collectively, and for most of us, many of us, if not, I think, are still a majority, live by, uh, that sort of create an immunity to mass. Uh, cancerous ideas, mass ideas that say that death is better than life, that my enemy uh, is, is a heretic, uh, uh, he doesn't have a right to live, uh, and that I will go to heaven if I uh, slaughter my enemies. Um, it's, it's clear to me that um, there is nothing guaranteed in the modern world and the first world, Europe, Western Europe and the United States, to prevent outbreaks, mass outbreaks of cancer uh, in the stories that people live by. Uh, I have spoken over the last year or two about my fear that as the world uh, destabilizes in terms of, of weather, climate, as people get more frightened there arises in many countries, and here in the United States, leaders who proclaim that this is God's will, um, who, who vilify anybody who disagrees with them, um, and, and the only thing that holds back a mass, a, a disease spread in the United States, uh, are the, the the things that arose in the last five hundred years that culminated in the Constitution that we live by, the Constitution of the United States. Um, to me, the most important document, uh, one of the most important documents that human beings have ever created, because to believe in the Constitution, to believe in a government by people, of people, and for people, um, is to make it very difficult for any expert to stand up and say uh, the, the uh, people in that country or this country or within this country are a devil uh, and don't uh, have a right to live and we should go slaughter them. So what happened in the West that has not happened in many parts of the world, uh, including a, lot, a large segment of the Muslim world? Well, in the 17th century, in the 1600s, we have what is called the Age of Reason, followed close on by the Enlightenment, something that every child who goes to high school and college studies. And the assumptions of the Age of of Reason and the Enlightenment, um, which are now deeply rooted in a majority of the system, of the of the people in this in the United States uh in in England France uh Germany um those ideas um are are uh part of the fabric that shape the stories we live by the basic assumptions that we really don't even examine most of the time they are the underlying um uh structure of the stories Uh, that uh, hold on to how we live in relation to other people and other countries. Um, What are some of the concepts that get structured into our stories? One is that being able to reason and be logical, and I would add abstract, the capacity for abstract thinking, not being literal, but being stand back and examining one's ideas from a more neutral position, having what Freud called insight. Um, What? No, I'm talking on the phone. My wife wants me to put up a potato. I think she should do that. Okay. Um, Is that we can be logical. Now, as a good Freudian, I know that passion rules and ultimately, uh, reason and logic and abstraction have to be developed. I don't think they're particularly innate, but the capacity is there in our brain structure for us to develop, uh, an idea of, of being reasonable. Um, I, uh, raised three children. I have six grandchildren and I have watched all of them, uh, go from being unreasonable and throwing tantrums as children um, and wanting what they want when they want to young adults and adults who have a capacity to stand back and say, why am I thinking? Why am I behaving this way? Uh, how do I control my anxiety? How do I deal um, with the things in life that are painful uh, and the people who are disagreeable? This ability to be reasonable and to reason uh, is very much a human capacity but it has to be developed and the more it becomes the mass uh, story that people are enfolded by and that the education that they receive is contained, contains reason and moves them towards uh, abstraction and the ability to step out of one's point of view to be less egocentric uh, and to de one's thinking, uh, uh, which comes from reading and comes from uh, debate and comes from discussion. Uh, all of that became concept during the Enlightenment. Um, the notion of in the 18th, 17th and 18th century that all human beings are equal, equally have the capacity to develop self-control and reason. Uh, one of the concepts that's most important is that, uh, as we'll see in a second, we get into the scientific revolution which grew out of the stories of the Enlightenment. Uh, from the from philosophy to empirical science is that beliefs are based on reason and facts. And not merely the authority of priests, holy texts, uh, and, and the, the word of individuals in authority. Um, I've said many times in my past programs and to people I talk about, uh, I get very upset when I see uh, a lack of debate in the American uh, uh, political process where things are argued on the basis of authority rather than facts. Um, The the idea that when uh, Republicans are asked do you believe in climate change, they say, well, I'm not a scientist. Um, uh, They know better. But when they take that stand, those who don't know better are led in a path uh, that is increasingly destructive to all of us. Uh, The scientific revolution was uh, the out, an outgrowth. The idea of an empirical science was an outgrowth of the age of reason, which was dominated by philosophers, such as Kant, um, the English empiricist philosophers. Um, the, the, the modern notion begins with Galileo, who looked through a telescope, uh, and uh, the church sent him to purgatory, put him on house arrest, and later his soul was sent to purgatory uh, because he disagreed with the church's notion of a flat earth. But that's because he looked. Um, um, Copernicus had first suggested that the earth is not the center of the universe, uh, and ultimately uh, the rise of science became, was part with, with Newton. Uh, who had worked out mathematically where the planets should be in relation to the sun based upon the notion of gravity. The rise of uh, the industrial uh, um, revolution, which grew out of the scientific revolution, uh, which increased the uh, lifespan and the economic well-being of most of us, even though it also produced the deadly weapons uh, that threaten us uh, and make the uh th- th- those with cancerous ideas so potentially dangerous uh when they are well armed whether they're uh, jihadists or whether they're a teenager who has a uh a notion that he 's better than everybody uh, and when girls reject him or kids reject him uh, they uh, have a right uh, he has a right to kill them. Uh, and, and attack them in their schools. Uh, that's a small cancer, not a large cancer on a mass basis. But it's the same notion. Uh, I am better than they are. Uh, they have no right to pick on me, to bully me, and uh, I will get even. And the ability to uh, have a child armed with uh, 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 weapons of mass destruction uh, uh, machine guns, etc., cetera, uh, that they can break into a school with um, is, is one of the negative outcomes, I believe, of the technological revolution that we are now living through, uh, which most of us uh, are perfectly happy to live through, uh, even if there's a dark side. What makes science so powerful and why I believe uh, it's an antidote to the mass cancers that we see uh, rising in the Middle East and in other parts of the world, in Africa, is the idea that uh, everybody can be an authority about knowledge. You become an authority by studying, by looking at the world around you, whether it's looking through a telescope, a microscope, uh, whether it's reading the ideas of other scientists, whether it's uh, looking at birds, whether it's looking at bugs, uh, whether it's looking at fish, whatever, looking at other people and studying other people uh, from a kind of a dispassionate view uh, of studying ourselves. Self-analysis, which is a a tremendous antidote to uh, the danger of being overcome with an idea that says... Uh, I am perfect and morally superior, and those around me uh, are uh, less than human, and uh, I can do, in fact, it's morally right for me to do what is necessary to destroy them. Um, That is so powerful. And what has happened in Western culture is universal compulsory education based on a curriculum of reason and science and whenever I see uh, politicians or others uh, try to tear down the edifice that's been created over the last several centuries in which all children boys and girls of all religions of all races have access to the best scientific reasonable rational Uh, humanistic education possible uh, I become frightened because that to me seems to be the antidote for an idea that we all should be of one mind and follow whatever leader is in power particularly one who speaks for higher authority either of nationalism or speaks for God and we lose our capacity and are are punished or killed if we stand and say the way i see the world differs from how you see the world both empirically both logically and morally when one becomes part of mass movement one no longer has an individual uh sense of self an individual uh ability to see the world differently than others and at the same time an inability to morally be different morally be different the the idea of an individual conscience to be found in an individual self is to me extremely important and that when we join a group it's of our own selection of our own will and that our conscience uh, guides us into this group, the idea of what is right or wrong, uh, and we become a force within the groups that we are a part of, whether it's family, school, uh, community, in which we speak up loudly and clearly about what we see around us that's what we believe is factually true, but morally right and morally wrong. Separate ideas, related but separate, our ability to make judgments and our ability to make descriptions that explain become the fabric that shapes the stories we ultimately live by. And this is in very short supply in many parts of the world. Right now, uh, in the Middle East, where uh, uh, clerics, imams, uh, many of them, not all, I, I probably would be wrong to suggest even a majority, a minority have gathered around them individuals who feel hopeless, who've given up their identity uh, to group think, to a group conscience that has these murderous ideas built into them that suggest that, that death is better than life. Um, Something that, that that exists in many Western religions, the idea of an afterlife in which there will be peace and plenty and an end to suffering, <clears throat> uh, but one that doesn't have any sustaining counter-ideas that say uh, you and I uh, are perfectible, that you and I can make the world better and our lives better so that we want to live much more than we want to die and that everybody uh, around us has the right and the potential to be perfected, improved and live the better life. It's interesting the the breakdown of this process that took place in World War 1 that led to the world the rise of Hitler. Um uh, I I don't have the time nor the energy or the inclination to go through the rise of the ideas that dominated uh, in Germany the idea of racial superiority, the idea uh, that the uh, West, uh, the England and France were corrupt, uh, the counter-ideas in those countries, uh, that they were the morally superior ones. And remember, uh, the Tsar led in Russia, uh, the king in England. Um, I think it's much time that we uh, made royalty not royalty and we stopped seeing wealthy people and powerful people as somehow inherently uh, better than us or more worthy to speak and to lead. That tendency to allow that to happen and create the potential for these cancerous ideas to begin to grow and metastasize took place in the early part of the 20th century and grew out of uh, the remnants of ideas that had been around uh, for centuries before. So that when that war broke out, which everybody from a historical point of view said was so unnecessary, the uh, British and the French had dehumanized the Germans who had in turn dehumanized the West. And both sides sent their soldiers out in the name of God and King. God and Tsar, God and country. The end of that war saw the defeat of Germany and the vengeance that then took place uh, as part of British policy and French policy that uh, literally upended. The basic Western structures of democracy that might have existed in Germany, Uh, people went hungry, people were terrified, and a rage developed in Germany, which was just ready, uh, made it ready for the rise of a Hitler, and the kind of cancerous ideas uh, that said, we're the victims and we're superior, uh, and we're going to get back and take the world and make it our own and that we will kill the jews and we will then kill the blacks uh most people don't realize that uh when the war ended there was documents uh that planned to enslave the germans would turn on the asians and enslave them and would turn on the africans and turn africa into Lebensraum, realm or a room to live and would exploit the resources and enslave every black African and uh, murder and kill whoever got in their way and it was necessary to kill. What happened at the end of World War II was very different and consciously different at the end of World War I. Germany, uh, especially Western Germany, uh, was fed, was helped to rebuild, uh, was pushed to democratize. The same happened uh, in Japan, when Japan was defeated and left in rubble. Uh, MacArthur, who, uh, not my t- particularly favorite uh, democratic soul, uh, insisted that uh, Japan be turned into a democracy, that there be no vengeance, uh, except for war crimes against the very top uh, it, it was uh japan as well as germany were allowed to rebuild were allowed to rebuild their educational uh uh and uh, other institutions but with the push towards a democracy that said of individuality reason science etc and so far uh germany is still in the western sphere in the modern sphere And so is Japan. Uh, They are economic giants, economic powerhouses. uh, Much good music and art are coming from these areas, uh, from these countries. Um, So we still we do have an understanding uh, of what it would take to create a culture that has enough individuals in it to defeat and fight against. The rise of cancerous ideas from frightened, angry individuals who are not educated in any sense except to be submissive and loyal uh, to uh, potentates, religious leaders, uh, and the powerful. So, um, I fooled everybody. I, I came on the air at 4.30 today for a variety of reasons instead of 4.00. I keep doing this. I keep uh, scaring people and hiding from them when I'll actually be on the air. I made this change a little while ago. And um, I don't know if anybody will listen to this. I got some nice feedback and some nice calls uh, based on my show last week. Uh, I will think about another show for next week, although I'll probably delay for a couple of weeks. uh, And to think of maybe... uh, Another show on the cancerous ideas uh, and how we must deal with them uh, through education, through uh, um, a, a reading, through uh, a historical understanding, uh, through uh, debate and the treatment of tolerance of all people. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Supreme Court does this spring. Uh, to uh, uphold or uh, try to negate uh, marriage by gays, because um, the issue is not what God wants what 's in the Constitution that would forbid these citizens from having their due uh, and and uh, that will be a very important decision. Uh, Pushing from my point of view uh America towards a firmer, stronger democracy with respect for individuals and individual liberties and rights uh as opposed to one uh that will uh allow uh the loud and the mon among us um to to uh become increasingly dominant and spill forth with what God wants uh for all people. Uh, and who should be hurt, ignored, uh, and, and harmed um, in the name of their uh, creed and religious ideas. So, I think I've done enough. It's uh, just about 5 o'clock. Can't have cocktail hour tonight. I'm going to play some bridge. And if I have more than a thimble full of uh, wine, I will not be able to concentrate So I'm going to end my show now. If anybody's there, wants to call in, uh, be delighted. It's uh, 646-716-7756. Okay.